This is episode number 23 with Laura Waldman. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nagy, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm really excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a 30-day free trial membership. By signing up for free, you are going to receive your first free audiobook and two free Audible originals. Go to mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook and sign up for a 30-day free trial membership today. That's mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook that's A-U-D-I-O-B-O-O-K. Again, that's mindsethorizon.com forward slash audiobook. Get the free trial, the free audiobook, and two free Audible originals today. And now let's dive into the episode. My guest today is Laura Waldman, and in this episode, we cover a couple of interesting topics connected to money manifestation. We start a conversation with Laura's incredible story of how she transformed her limiting beliefs around money and how you can do that too. We talk about limiting beliefs around money and how to get aware and transform those beliefs. Afterward, we tap into manifestation mastery and meditation practices that you can implement in your life so that you manifest what you really want and desire. And now a couple of words about today's guest. Laura Waldman is an international speaker, healer, abundance coach, and the author of the book Money Manifestation Mastery. Laura empowers conscious leaders, changemakers, visionaries, and business owners to create a life of true abundance and expand into the next level of their impact, influence, and income. Laura has been practicing as a healer and spiritual coach since 2003. In the same year, Laura began running regular healing and meditation groups and has been teaching healing workshops since 2006. Laura taught energy clearing workshops with Triyoga London. The Divine Leadership Activation course, Laura's first online group program, was launched in September 2015. The Abundance Activation course is her more recent group online program. Laura has appeared as a special guest on the Upgrade Your Life podcast, the Receiving Rachel radio show, the I Am Well show, the Soul Sanctuary show, and the Knowledge Nation show. So without further ado, let's bring on today's guest. Hi, Laura, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, and I'm, you know, as I mentioned, I'm really excited about these topics. And first and foremost, you are one of the first guests who will talk about this topic money manifestation mastery and i'm really excited about this topic and as i mentioned in the very beginning of this episode you are an inspirational speaker healer abundance coach and the author of the book money manifestation mastery five steps to abundance activation and uh, before we dive into these topics um talk to us a little bit about yourself your transformational journey and how you got to where you are today? Well, 
it's been a long journey. <laughs> um, so, yes. <laughs> where should I begin? Um, it's been, I've been consciously uh, on this path of transformation, healing work, tapping into our power, my power to consciously create my life for 20 years now. So there's been mm. lots of transformations and lots of steps to get to this point. But yeah. I think what really inspired me and still inspires me to do the work that I do comes from trauma that I experienced as a child. And um, when my mom went through a very deep depression and a challenging time after my godmother committed suicide when I was 12 years old, and this stirred up all the unspoken, wow. unsaid, unhealed issues in my parents' marriage, but also from their childhoods. All the stuff that had been unresolved, unacknowledged, um, played out in their marriage. And then one day when I was 14, I came home to find that my mom had gone and she'd taken half of the stuff in the house. And after this, I spiraled into a very dark time first I was very armored up um I got into you know drugs alcohol being promiscuous very self-destructive as a way to just mm. cope and mm. then I fell into a deep depression developed eating disorders and really went inward in a very negative way lots of self-hate negative self-talk um mm feeling awful about myself it was like your own personal mental hell I went off to uh, university first year university still very low I didn't really realize at the time how troubled I was it's in retrospect and um but it's somewhere in there within the pain of what I was experiencing it was like a little light came on a little spark and I had this vision where I saw myself speaking to the world about the fact that we have the power to consciously change our life for the better. And I don't even know where this idea came from, but I, in that moment, I thought, oh, this means I'm going to be a famous actress because <laughs> it looked like I was on television and being interviewed. And so well. I was like, right, I need to go and start my acting career so I then um, uh, left university started studying acting was very focused this was my dream my purpose I decided that I wanted to be well trained as an actress so I took myself off to London to go to theater school wow. left everything to go for theater school um, and my plan was to do go to theater school for two years in London and then go back to Vancouver Canada where I was from to start my successful acting career and when I got to London um where I still live my whole life flipped upside down after a year I thought I was on this path of acting and then what happened was is I met my now husband who meditated twice a day and he was so calm and peaceful and I was not I was in just not a good place physically mentally emotionally but I had this dream and I had this vision and I knew I needed to meditate I had huge resistance to it um, and I forced myself one day to sit for 20 minutes I absolutely hated it wriggling uncomfortably in my chair but I am a bit of a determined personality so I decided to stick to it and eventually quite quickly I started to have these amazing experiences of peace and calm but what happened was 
one day I was meditating and out of nowhere and my eyes closed in my mind's eye, I saw in front of me and heard in flashing lights, you are a healer. And I didn't know what a healer was. All I knew is my whole life was about to change. And I just remember sobbing in the fetal position for about half an hour, knowing that uh, I wasn't going to be an actress. And I didn't know what this healer business was all about. And very quickly, I stumbled across this um, course. And I went on that course. And I knew that this was my future. And at the same time, I'd been working in a health food shop. So I'd been learning about health about how we can heal our bodies through health food and herbs and so there was a huge kind of learning opening up for me going on and I then was like right I'm here to heal the world I'm here to help the world and and I became on a this was my next mission and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. little did I know that me trying to heal the world was first and foremost about healing myself I had no idea the impact of what I'd experienced on my physical health, my emotional health, my mental health. And I started to understand the connection between all of these levels of ourself as a human being and that they're all interconnected. So I was going through my own deep healing journey personally, as well as supporting clients professionally. So my started my healing career, just it all happened relatively quickly. And ever since then, I've been on this you know, track of transformation. Now, what's happened is I was a general healer trying to save the world and help everyone. But I started to get um, really a clear connection between what I call our, our inner guidance, my intuition, I started to access and tap into these some of these abilities that I had, which is to hear and listen to this, this inner voice, that seemed to be guiding me forward. It was the voice that I received for the, you know, the, the acting vision and and, I, and then the healing vision, and I started to hone this relationship with what I call our intuition, our inner guidance system. And I mm. teach my clients how to do this, Now I think we all can. It's just something I've developed and honed. And my guidance, this guidance has been leading me and guiding me through my life, and I've actively committed to listening to it um, over 15 years now. And what happened is I was after my general healing and then uh, I had babies, I had two kids, I started to basically really struggle financially. I was trying to save the world, help everyone, and we were absolutely broke. And I remember feeling so stuck and so frustrated and so limited and also did not understand why is it so hard? If I'm here to help the world, how come I'm struggling so much? I could not understand. So all I don't ask for much. I just want organic food. I want to be able to go on holiday. You know, why yeah. is this so difficult? And then what happened is in meditation, I started to get these incredible messages that started to come through about the truth about money. Mm-hmm. And and it hadn't come in before because I had not asked the question. I didn't realize it at the time, but I completely rejected money. I'd come from wealth. I'd come from, you know, it was very normal to go skiing in Whistler, like one of these top skiing resorts every other weekend. We went sailing in the summers. We went to trips to Europe. I grew up around money. I didn't know because it was just my normal. But I had, when through all the trauma and everything we went through, um, I had rejected money. I saw all these rich people and I thought people were still unhappy and still disconnected. And, and I thought money is not the answer. Wealth is not the answer. The true answer is 
this divine connection, you know, this consciousness. Mm. And yeah. so I had rejected a big part of life. And then my guidance started to say, talk to me about how I could work with money in a really conscious way, heart aligned way. And it was such beautiful wisdom that came in and it, it went against all the belief systems that I'd had. And that to be honest, a lot of uh, people in the spiritual communities would say like things like money is the root of all evil, for example, and money is bad and money corrupts and all of this negative programming. And I had no idea I even had these belief systems running until I started looking at it. And I was actually shown that the truth is that our true nature is abundance, that there isn't lack. Lack and scarcity comes from separation from ourself. And I was shown that this beautiful kind of presence came and it was holding all this gold and money and wealth. And they said, Laura, this is all here for you. And all you need to do is open up to receive it. And I said, well, that looks beautiful. Why wouldn't, if that's here for me, if my true nature is abundance, and this is all here for me, like you're showing me, why am I not experiencing that? Why am I not to take, like, why is that not in my life? And then I was shown that I'd built up all of these walls of protection. What are these walls? What is this? And they said, this is how you protected yourself from being hurt. And yeah. I had unconsciously mm. built up a whole, like an armor, um, walls around my castle, so to speak. And mm. I was shown that I needed to bring these walls down in order to receive this abundance that I was being shown is available to each and every one of us. So wow. I began a very intense and uncomfortable journey trying to work on this, these walls, these protection barriers, and not only that, but unbelievable amounts of judgments and points of views that I'd had around money that I didn't even know was running me. It was running me unconsciously. And then, and then I also felt this sort of shame because I thought it was my secret that I started working with money and working on receiving it because I thought, Oh my God, if people in the spiritual communities were knew that I was doing this, I'd be judged and criticized. So I had so much fear around judgment so then the news, when the news came in from my guidance, that I needed to start teaching. Not only did I need to get online, I needed to get visible, and um, which was the ter- most terrifying uh, news. I started my YouTube channel shaking in my boots. And then it was that. And then the next step was I needed to teach the world about money and abundance. And I thought, you have got to be kidding me. Like, that was the absolute... <laughs> worst information I heard and I was shown that we needed to um, and I needed to help people to shift their relationship with money because it was creating huge amounts of problems in the planet and we have a hugely skewed uh, a hugely skewed relationship with money on this planet and I thought oh my god okay so then I was guided to you know create an online course to start working with my clients on this and also to write my book money manifestation mastery and this was wow. terrifying for me because one of my core fears in having coached hundreds and hundreds of people it's a pretty much a human fear is the fear of being judged and criticized so I had to overcome a huge amount personally in order to come out and actually even be here talking to you today about all of this and what I know now after working with money consciously at this point for eight years 
it's been the most extraordinary healing and transformation journey in ways that I never imagined before. And it's been absolutely beautiful. And now I can honestly say I absolutely love money and money manifestation because of the journey that it takes us on um, personally and professionally. So that brings us up to today. (laughs) Wow. That's an amazing journey. And, Thanks, thanks so much for sharing this. Um, it was uh, I was really enjoying listening to this uh, transformation, really. And you mentioned a couple of things, so uh, I want to get back to, of course, limiting beliefs around money. Uh, for example, you mentioned a couple of things. For example, uh, I mean beliefs around money, which is money is hard. Uh, I think you mentioned you have to work hard for money. or money is evil, especially in spiritual circles. So for example, what can people learn from your journey? Like what were those beliefs that you get aware of during this transformation? How did you get aware of these beliefs? Uh, How did you transform those beliefs? What did you actually do with these beliefs? Okay, great question. And there's so many beliefs. (laughs) Anyone who's done personal work, incredible what we have running us unconsciously. And this is why I also love this work because it's never boring. There's always more to uncover. Exactly. (laughs) And I tell you what, this journey does not stop. I'm still working on my money stuff all the time because Mm -hmm. every time, every time you're about to, I call it up level. If every time you're about to say, I want to, or I'm ready to receive more into my life, to be honest, whether it's money, love, health, whatever it is, you're going to meet yourself. And this is why I love money manifestation work, because it's really a journey to understanding yourself and what, and actually receiving yourself. So money. So for myself, Mm -hmm. oh man, I mean, like if we, if we, if we bring it right down, because I like to go really deep and really honest and get right down to the core, but there's many levels and layers sometimes before we get right down to the core, but I'm going to take you right down to the core of what I found out about myself. And also what I pretty much most people that I speak to will hit on a version of this. And basically, fundamentally, the core of myself, I felt and I found that I believed I was unlovable, that I was bad Mm. that I was alone and somehow I wasn't deserving that there was a part of me that was Mm. unlovable not deserving not worthy and so and what I've learned supporting so many people with with the core of what stops us from receiving what we truly desire and, and money is just an amazing amplifier, puts a big spotlight on these patterns, is that mm-hmm. there's a core belief of not feeling good enough and I'm not enough. And when we have, it's like a deep wound, a deep wound deep in the dungeon of our a subconscious, it literally makes it almost impossible to receive because if you believe that you're not worthy, you will reject, unconsciously push away and reject anything good coming towards you, love, money, whatever it is. And so what I needed to do was go, okay, why, like, why am I unconsciously um, pushing money away? And what do I need to do to change that? So that, that takes us on the next step. But the first thing is really that there's a part of us 
that we've hidden in the shadows, that we've locked away, that we've rejected, that we've abandoned, that it does not feel worthy of receiving and also does not want to be found because it hurts. Because to, to shift this relationship around receiving money, manifesting money, means we have to shift our relationship with ourselves, which also means we have to first uncover and discover the pain that is creating our situation as it is now. And we are, we have, we're designed to avoid pain. We have pain avoidance strategies that are designed to protect us. And yes, we've needed them. We needed them at some point in our life. But then what happens is they start unconsciously creating problems for us, you know, in our adult lives and later on in life when we actually want to <laughs> change our situation. Wow. Yeah. What did you do about these? Um, I mean, of course, to, to, how to say to get to the core it's it's a lot of work right and so when i talk about beliefs i always uh, talk about the first step is awareness which is um and how i actually approach it is what are those what are the actions and behaviors that i want to change for example right uh let me let let, uh, let me give you an example if i'm not able to I don't know, ask for my services or something like that. This is a behavior. This is something on a behavior level that I do, uh, like an action. And so my question is always, or I tell people this question, what is the belief that is driving that behavior, right? Because every action is basically belief driven. So yeah, and also I had a conversation with someone on the show. Uh, He was a healer actually, and uh, we talked about similar topics. I just wanted to share with you this. Um, uh, he has a process. It's called inner freedom process. And he talks about very similar things, basically core wounds that you that you want to heal in order to open up these things or heal these uh, money uh, money wounds, basically. And there there was he was talking about five wounds, but I think. Um, uh, there's one that you also talk about is I'm not safe. Mm. And I think uh, on your website, you you talked about this, uh, that uh, you feel, yeah, just not safe. And therefore, you don't ask for your services or something like that. You don't deserve money. So you talked about the, the core wounds, so to speak. So what are some solutions after becoming aware of these beliefs, at least, uh, first of all, and then, then the deeper core wounds? Or Yeah, well, it's, it's a, definitely a process. And there, what I would say is there are many amazing tools and techniques out there to support mm-hmm. us with transforming these wounds. There is not one way. There are many ways. So, like you said, the first thing is awareness. The first thing is seeing what we're dealing with. And what I like to do is this is another way uh, how I use manifestation is once we have the awareness to really ask, there's a part of us from my experience, I call it heart consciousness or your soul or your higher self that actually can, will guide you through the way, will, will take your hand and guide you through, to guide you through. We have to first surrender and get out of the way and understand that what's running us, the behaviors, the action that we've been taking needs to, we need to make an inner shift in order to do different actions, right? And um, in order to behave differently. Um, So we need to surrender to the old ways of doing things and 
which is very vulnerable and open mm-hmm. up to receive support. So support is essential um, also that we, we can do a lot on our own, but we help, we need to be supported. So we need to call in. So what I like to do is call in. What is the best, most aligned support to help me with this this time? Please show me. Please guide me to the best support that could be person, tool, technique, situation that will help me with this next step. Help me to transform this. And with the with a question, when we're like, please help me, I don't know. I surrender. I don't know. Please guide me and help me. We open up the doors to possibilities. And what can happen then from this point is you might have some serendipitous experiences, connections, meetings. Um, you know, you just might suddenly find some information coming into your inbox or someone some might tell you about a book or suddenly you might be shown some tools and techniques that could help you on the next step. And when we don't know, like that's when we really genuinely don't know the answer. But what I would say is what you need is some kind of support container structure to help you feel safe to transform these old wounds. So there are many. One could be therapy. One could be meditation. One could be going to a yoga class, going to a healer, finding some kind of body work. Um, it could be acupuncture. It could be reflexology, getting a massage, um, going for walks in nature. What we want to do is to feel really safe and held and supported so that mm-hmm. we can start to release and transform these old wounds, which is very vulnerable. It's very vulnerable. Yeah. And we wow. only go as far or as fast as we can handle. So it also requires a huge amount of patience, self-love, mm-hmm. self-care, and um, self-acceptance as you journey through the murky waters of your unconscious. So there isn't wow. one method um, the methods that work for me might not work for other people, but um, I'm a very big fan of meditation or anything that will calm down the protection yes. and bring down the walls and the barriers to receiving. Yeah, um, I definitely want to talk about meditation. And uh, uh, first of all, I wanted to thank you for sharing these core wounds and and, and the things that you have explored and um, I wanted to ask before meditation, um, so how do you think about money now after doing this inner work? Uh, what are those things that you talk to yourself about money, for example, to mm. to make it not evil, but, you know, uh, think about it positively? Right. So that's a great question. And I, it's so cool because I can really honestly say now, and I have to say this is after a lot of work. Um, I now see money as love. So money is here to love me and support me and hold me and look after me. Money is here for me. And Mm, so in a way, this journey has also been about learning how to be loved, learning that it's safe to be loved and supported and held. And this was something I didn't really experience as a child. I'm, I, I was loved, but not, I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel safe and I didn't feel held and I didn't feel supported. And so I literally didn't know how to let that in. And so this journey for me is 
to understand that money is a part of life. It's how we exchange. It's just an energy. Mm-hmm. And life is just ready and waiting to love us and support us and gift to us if we're willing to receive it. And so, and it also means money is also showing me, loving me to w- bring love into the parts of myself that I've never allowed myself to be loved in. Mm-hmm. So that's how I experience it now. And every time, and I'm still going through it right now because I'm up-leveling my pricing and I'm up-leveling my business and my business is going to a whole new level. And every time that happens, I face the same wounds again. So mm-hmm. I am very much a student of this work and a teacher of this work. And it's the, the, same, the same stuff comes up, like this deep fear of belief that if I let this next level in, that somehow I'll be hurt and I'll be abandoned and I'll be alone. And so what I do is like shift it to go, oh my God, this is life trying to love me and support me in ways that I've never been loved and supported before. So it feels like a risk. So I'm going to risk being loved and risk being supported and surrender to the part of me that that fights love. So that's how I play with it now. Wow. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing. And, you know, um, Dr. Wayne Dyer came to my mind because he talks about a concept, which is there's a misbelief that what we are missing from our life is separate from us, which means we just need to realign ourselves. And it's similar to money, uh, love, whatever it is in, in our life. So it can be uh, business success. It's not missing. Uh, we just need to realign ourselves. And f- with money, it can be the same. You talked about love, which is, yeah, really, really powerful. And um, I think on your website, you talked about that money is an amplifier and it amplifies the person who you truly are, for example. So if I'm a good person, if I'm a giving person, money will just amplify it, which means money is a good thing money is a positive thing is a is an energy is a uh, source as you as you mentioned it and yeah you talk about also purpose for example so it is definitely or in your money story um on your website which is really great um you talk about that this is something that supports your your journey and your purpose and so this is energy this is a resource a source and 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 it's needed because you know you want to have this impact and and all these things and this is something that can support you to give more uh to be more giving and, and so on and so forth right yeah. so <laughs> yeah. so this is how i try to think about it actually you know so money will well, amplify who i am exactly and exactly and it will amplify everything so it amplifies yeah. the wounding, amplifies the pain. If we're running off lack and scarcity and greed, not enough, and not feeling good enough, this is why we see such a twisted kind of relationship with money because people are going after money from the wrong place, from a place of lack, from a place of wounding. So if we're using – so what I love about this method is sort of money manifestation in alignment with your soul's purpose, in alignment with your heart, which is designed mm-hmm. to help you heal and transform the, the wounding in order to really align to your powerful heart. And what I know is everyone that comes into my life and in my business um, wants to contribute. I think we have a deep human need 
that when we're feeling fulfilled, when we're feeling whole, when we're feeling abundant, we are designed to contribute. We have a need to contribute and to the lives of others. And it's only when we're running from lack and scarcity and not enough that we start snatching and grabbing and hoarding and holding. When we're feeling in that flow, we're going to be giving much more, but we understand that we're not separate from that. So we are, we are whole, we are part of the whole thing. So what I see is like, if we are in our alignment with our heart and soul and we're coming from wholeness, then we're going to do things with that money that is going to contribute to this planet, contribute to society, contribute to each other and contribute to ourselves as well. And for me, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so this is what I've been, you know, empowering my clients who are heart led. They, they have a big purpose. They want to make a difference. They feel this deep calling and yearning inside of them, but we have to do the inner work in order to activate ourselves into our full potential. Wow. Absolutely. And, um, so you talked about meditation, for example. So would you, would you talk to, to us about this uh, meditation practice during meditation? Do you, do you use techniques to, so to speak, um, realign with money or this concept of money or manifest money into your life? Or how do you do this practice? Yes, I do a lot of inner work. So what the more and more I've done this work, the more and more time I do put to it because I know just how powerful it is. Our inner alignment, I would say, is 80 to 90% of the game. And then we take... It's not about time, doesn't mean 80% of the time of the day, but just the, what creates results, I believe, comes from our 80% from our alignment, 20% from action. So mm. what I do now is spend a lot of time aligning. Um, and meditation is a part of it, but I'll tell you now, there's walking in nature, there's exercise moving my body, there's eating well, um, meditating, there's also uh, making sure I do things that are really relaxing and nourishing for me which is having like heart to heart conversations like this, um, you know, doing relaxing things. So there's a whole, a whole spectrum. Meditation is a part of it. And what I do with meditation is um, I start with my vision. So I connect in with what I truly want. So what I ask, what I coach people to do is ask how much money do you want to be bringing into your life? It can be on a monthly basis. It can be on an annual basis. It can also be like, you know, savings pot that you have. First, connect to what would really help you to feel abundant, uh, financially free, and then tap into what would you be doing with that money? What would you be doing, experiencing, having, and most importantly, which is the most important of it all, how are you feeling? What state of being are you in with that money? Um, most people will say something along the lines of freedom, peace happy, fulfilled, joyful, energized, for example. So we want to tap into the feeling. This is the most important of all the things because it's not about the money. It's not about the things. It's about the feeling or the state of being that you're having through the vehicle of money that the money um, can provide. And yeah. what we're really looking for is a feeling we're looking mm -hmm. for a feeling through our physical experience of reality. So it's not separate. It's, it's, it's all of those things, but we have to bring the feeling in. Otherwise we see, you know, what we see in the world is people, with all these things 
money and you can still be miserable. So we want to have money, have the things and have the amazing experiences while feeling deeply fulfilled. And so this is why we have to bring the emotions in, the state of being in. So we start with that. You want to get really clear about what you want. And then through meditation, um, what I do and um, what I coach people to do as well is you want to, it sounds really easy to say, but ideally what you want to do is become the vibrational frequency of what you want to manifest, which means you want to bring into the feeling into your body everything that you desire as if it's happening now. Yes. So you want to bring yourself into a state of being where you're feeling free, where you're feeling peaceful, connected, fulfilled, loved, whatever it is in the present now within this meditation practice. So this is the ideal endpoint. What the meditation practice does is you do love deep breathing and relaxing into the present which means that you create a space and a safe space eventually for the mind to calm down, for the emotions to balance, for stress and tension to release from your physical body. If you sit and breathe and stay present with yourself for long enough, you will bring yourself into a state of peace and balance. And sometimes that's five minutes, sometimes it's 10 minutes, I recommend a minimum of 20 minutes to calm your whole nervous system down. But sometimes if you're having, if you're going through a big trigger or a really big challenge, you might need to sit there for longer. Sometimes if I've had a big trigger, it's 45 minutes before I calm right down. So what we, we want the end results, right? We want to feel good, but we have to do the work to get to that place. I do this every day. I don't wake up feeling good every day. Um, I am challenged, I'm triggered, I feel pain every day almost. The practice is coming back into this positive vibrational state of being. And we need to give ourselves time and space to find that alignment. And mm. the pain is and the challenge is part of being human. So we can't bypass the pain. But if we create a safe space, sit with it, breathe with it, you will connect into these let's say more positive states of being so once the emotions have calmed down the minds calm down the mental looping has calmed down then you want to welcome in allow your body to become the vibrational frequency of this amount of money which what it does is it actually matches you create allows you to become a vibrational match to what you want so rather than what you want being outside of you you become what you want now. Wow, and yeah. this is what I call instant manifestation. But what we need to practice to be in that state of receiving. So it's like whatever that amount of money is, it's 10 grand a month, 100 grand a month, a million a month, whatever it is, you need to be, you, you need to be a, a receptacle for that amount. As in you need to be almost at that space where that's your new normal. Like I am 10,000, I am a hundred thousand, I am a million mm -hmm. I, and it has a vibration to it. It has an energetic experience. And what we want to do is spend at, at least 
To see results with manifestation, I recommend a minimum of four times a week doing this practice, but ideally it's every day. And once you get better at it, it doesn't need to take that long. You can actually just do it in a few moments or a few minutes once the mind and emotions are calmed down a bit. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. So <laughs> it's great to, uh, yeah, it's great to hear this. Uh, I have a very similar practice. And I was wondering, uh, you know, uh, I, I started to read the book um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he actually approaches this meditation topic from a scientific point of view. Oh. And I started to re, um, reconstruct my, my meditation practice. But it's very much the same that you, you talk about, basically. So you have to have this feeling because when you have this feeling, the brain releases neurochemicals into the body and you you are in that experience. So it's very same with, with past experiences. If you think about something bad that happened to you or that something that was, you know, um, triggered some kind of fear, you can feel it in your body in the present moment. But what you actually did was just you thought about something that happened in the past right yeah. but you can you can do the same with uh, uh during meditation for example you can you know think about something and as you mentioned you feel that experience which means that you feel it in your body and it becomes a reality for your mind basically which is really important and then you have this frequency uh that you talked about and um i was just wondering because when i meditate i have uh pictures so i I have a couple of pictures in front of me and then I step into one of those pictures and I try to feel that experience. Mm. Um, how do you do this? Like, um, are, are you in the, in the moment, you know, while meditating? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's different for everyone what someone, Im you know, imagines. But um, I was thinking, should I like put it down first and then I, you know, create this mental image uh, while meditating, or I'm just wondering how do you how do you do this? Well, there are again, yeah. there are lots of tools to play with with manifestation. There is, I'll, I'll yeah. never. If anyone says there's one way, um, it's just not true. I've been I've been doing yeah. this work for so in these worlds for so long. It's there's many yeah. beautiful and amazing tools. So um, that's the first thing I want to say. But yeah, visualization, uh, having a mental picture can be really powerful. Mm -hmm. Every one of us works slightly differently. So some people are more visual, some people are more feeling, some people are more auditory. Um, so it's also about figuring out what senses uh, wake you up to this. Um, mm -hmm. So um, visualization is really powerful. The only thing I'd say about visualizing mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. that our mind can only imagine like visually what we believe is possible so mm -hmm. there may be an even better version of what you want that your mind cannot imagine yet because it hasn't seen it it doesn't even know it yeah. exists yeah so for example the business that i lead now i had no idea existed um mm -hmm. like six or seven years ago i didn't know it was a thing yeah and um, so, it, so the, that's the only limitation to visualization is that sometimes what, why I'm so keen on getting into the feeling, bringing it into the body as an experience is it allows you to be open and receptive to the, 
most, the best, highest possibility for you and your life of what you truly desire, not just what the mind thinks that looks like. And that's what surprised me so much on this journey with manifesting is I had, I had a big vision, for example, with how I wanted my dream um, house to be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and my dream kind of physical reality. And I've been on a bit of a big one with that because I had to do a whole inner transformation first to really understand about my relationship with home and what I was really, really calling in. So I just, I have this amazing vision, but the feeling is really about feeling grounded, feeling connected, feeling safe, feeling held, feeling nurtured. And in order for me to welcome that in, I've had to really look at the, the wounding that has been preventing me from feeling really safe and held. So this is the only thing is we need to understand that everything that shows up physically is a reflection of us, um, our internal world, our internal experience of reality. So that's why I... I, I really encourage whatever we do, whether, you know, yes, visualization, but we need to try and bring it into the body as an experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not just a mental kind of mind construct. It's a phys- we're literally experiencing it in the moment. Yes. And if visualizing does that, then that's great. But we want to understand that ultimately, ultimately, mm-hmm. what we mm-hmm. really, like the way that we manifest, mm-hmm, the way that we manifest whatever we want is about coming home to ourselves. That truly, truly, what we're really looking to is to be the full-bodied expression of who we truly are. Wow. (laughs) And when we're the full-embodied expression of who we truly are, we know that we have the power to create and and create our lives however we desire. It's a power. We tap into our creative power. But we, we, this is what I, I ultimately we're coming home to is our power to consciously create our life. So it's not even about the, the, the physical stuff is an external manifestation of our internal experience. Yes. And it's very hard, it's very hard for us to know that and get that because it looks so much like we're kind of victims to life. And it looks so much like the outside world is doing stuff to us, but it's like a hologram it's like a kind of a, a mirror as such. So that's, so I would say whatever you're doing, know that fundamentally you're just trying to come home to yourself and to be yourself and embody yourself and to show up fully as who you are. And from that point, the world's your oyster. Wow. That's so amazing. Thank you. And uh, beautiful is said really. Um, yeah. And people can reach this point while meditating. And you mentioned also therapy or coaching this is how you can work on that to, you know, people listening right now want to find out, okay, what should I do? Then they can, you know, um, we mentioned meditation, coaching, healing, right? Inner yes. work. Inner work, journaling. journaling Basically, yeah. so, so with this, if, you're, if, someone, if any of your listeners are new to this, what I would say, it's like, let, if, we're, if we're comparing it to working out, right? So, because I've been doing this for so long, I'm like in the gym three hours a day, six days yeah. a week, right? <laughs> and if someone has never exercised in their life and they've been living a relatively unhealthy life, mm-hmm. it would not work to tell someone, go and work out five or six days a week, two hours in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. We start where we are. 
And we need to start with baby, doable, actionable steps. Because if it's too much too soon, we will self-sabotage. Yeah, so exactly. you want to think about what's the next best action step that you can take realistically, that you can realistically put into action. Because otherwise, it just feels too much and it's too confronting and your protection will come up and sabotage your action. So start gently where you are and that might be it could be journaling it meditation's free and easy it can be getting out in nature but ultimately what you want to do is take action that brings you in to a space of feeling good feeling calm feeling relaxed hmm. and i you could call that self-care mm-hmm. and med- meditation is one i like it because it's free and it you can squeeze it in to your day um, but you need to find the way that works for you. Not everybody gets on with meditation. So and I would say support is one of my key things. Like we're not meant to do this alone. I don't think we can do it fully alone. You can do a lot on your own, but there are, there are areas. I have lots of support. I mean, one of the things I'm really good at now is knowing that I need lots of support because there, we have blind spots to ourselves. We have areas, I'm really good at this. This is my like area of expertise. And for me personally, I still need to get support because I have blind spots to myself. Mm. So yes, that's when I'd recommend a therapist or a coach or a healer or someone to hold you and support you as you move through the inner, the inner, uh, obstacles. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, this is really, really important and actually your videos came to my mind that you seem really grounded and you know you have done a lot of uh, work I, I can i can i can tell it from the videos and they are so you know positive when i when i watch those videos so i i highly recommend people to to watch those videos on your facebook page and everywhere uh we'll, we are going to share that but um i wanted to ask you about the book for example because we haven't talked about that like um who is this book for for example of course it's about this uh, abundance activation what are the chapters maybe main chapters what are those chapters about um so this book is for anybody who wants to expand the next level of their income to welcome in a new level of wealth of financial wealth into your life um, but the tools I teach can help you to manifest anything. So I focus on money manifestation because it's such a great amplifier. It really shows up so much of how we are in life. But you can use these tools for anything that you want to manifest. Um, I would say these are for the people that feel like you know inside of yourself that you're not living to your fullest potential. You know there's more. There's something inside of you that's calling you into more. You know, the life you're experiencing now is not the full potential. And so that, that I call that that calling of the heart, calling of the soul that's, that's really crying out to, to express itself in the world. So that would be, the, that, this book is designed especially for these kinds of people. And what I do, I'll tell a bit about my own personal story, which you've heard today. And I take you through a very simple five-step process to, ma- to money manifestation. and. This work is simple. It is so simple, but it is powerful and it works if you use it. And yeah, I think this is what also confuses us. We have this belief system that hard is better 
or that anything that's valuable has to be hard and we have to struggle yeah. and fight for. And this is the opposite of that. Like what if we can be receive incredible amounts of wealth and abundance, and love and joy from a place of ease and flow and harmony. And this is, it's like our minds like cannot compute. So this practice, <laughs> I take you through my step one, which is step one, relax, which is step one, stop, which is step one, meditate. <laughs> um, step two, release. So when we stop and we create space, our body, our mind will naturally start to release and let go of all the unconscious blocks and obstacles to you receiving what you desire. Mm-hmm. Step three, receive. When you stopped, when you've released, you will automatically create a space of receiving, open up to receiving what you truly desire, that it's safe to receive, that it's safe to receive this money. Mm-hmm. And um, step four is rhythm, which is about embodying embodying what it is that you truly desire which is about landing your vision into physical reality so taking the vision and embodying it birthing it landing it into the physical world so that is money in the bank that is money in your bank account that is what you desire physically showing up in the world and then uh, step five is repeat so you repeat the process ideally every day which is this is the kind of inner alignment game. And I talk about aligned action in step four as well. So after it's it's not just that we sit back and do nothing. And yes, there are some things that will magically manifest out of nowhere, which is extraordinary when that happens. But there'll be a lot of things that you have to take action on and actually put put one foot in front of the other, but I call it aligned action. So we're taking action that's aligned with the heart, that's aligned with the vision, that's not action um that's uh guided or inspired by your old programming we want to have new action that's actually aligned with what you truly desire because most of us as you said already act on old old systems old programming that will just keep us spinning our wheels or creating what we've already experienced we need to shift that and do new action that that can also feel very confronting and can be kind of triggering. And it's much more direct. So that inner guidance will direct you, will give you a more direct, clean, clear line towards what you desire. And so it's like no drama. This is why we release the stress, we release the struggle, we release the fight, because actually we don't create best from that place. We create more struggle, stress, and fight if we have that program running. Hmm. it's extraordinary but we have to get out of the way so all these steps are designed to help you get out of your own way (laughs) step into what you truly desire and start experiencing it one baby loving step at a time wow that's amazing uh thanks for sharing and it's gonna be in the show notes uh the link to the book and your website and everything so people will find it And um, we are coming to the end of this episode, unfortunately. (laughs) I always ask the guest about book recommendations because because listeners are very hungry to read. And I was wondering, uh, what are some of those books that transformed your life and Mm. in a spiritual business, whatever way, if there's any? Yeah, there's been a few over, you know, the 20 years. So... um... (laughs) Uh, the ones that pop that are i guess more relevant now as um i've loved brene brown's work around vulnerability and you know shame and vulnerability she's um 
Daring Greatly was a very beautiful book that had a big impact on me. Um, mm-hmm. Another one that really stuck with me because it was so simply written but clearly written was a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, talking about mm-hmm. the glass ceiling and kind of breaking through to these next levels. And mm-hmm. that's a really, really cool book. Um, yeah, so those are the ones that yeah. are popping to, to speak on now. But the, one of the very first books I read that really woke me up in the very, very beginning of my path before I was aware of all yeah. those conversations with God. That was that mm-hmm. one. Some, yeah. When I started reading it, it just started awakening something in me. That was one of my very first, um, my very first book when I started waking up on this path. Yeah, amazing. Thanks for sharing. Um, yeah, uh, I, I had also one book when I was, so to speak, week, waking up. It was uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma. That was one of my favorites at the very beginning. um yeah before i ask my last question tell the listeners where they can find you online what's the best way to get in touch with you wonderful well there's a number of ways i have a youtube channel Uh, if you put laura waldman in i have lots of free videos and tools and support there i'm on instagram under laura waldman official and i have a facebook page laura waldman abundance activator or you can um, go to my website, laurawaldman.com. Amazing. Thanks for sharing. People are going to find this in the show notes as well. And my last question is, what is the legacy that you want to live? Oh, wow. That's a really powerful question for me. Um, because I think this is really what motivates me more than anything to keep going on this path. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it makes me feel quite emotional. So I have a very, very big dream for this planet. Um, I have no idea what will happen. <laughs> but my legacy that would just, if, if I could live my full, full heart's desire, it's about bringing people back into connection with their heart their true nature, their connection with themselves and their connection with the earth. Because I know from that place, everything that we do and everything that we create is in harmony with all of life. Mm. So my legacy is really about healing this wound of separation, of uh, not enough, of scarcity, of of that this disconnection and come home to true connection. And I know we are so powerful and so magical and capable of so much from this place. So this is, Mm. if this is what I want to do as much as I possibly can in this lifetime. Wow. That's uh, incredible. And thanks for sharing. Um, I really appreciate it. And also thank you so much for being on the show and talk to you soon. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great pleasure. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening and I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation, so please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show and don't forget to subscribe as well. 
For more information about Minds at Horizon, simply visit our website mindsathorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Minds are Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Take care and be limitless, my friends.